Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and officially Happy New Year. This is my first episode of 2024. I last week was giving you some highlights from Healing Together Through the Holidays, which is still available to anyone. The library of talks is still open, accessible, because many, many people are still struggling. So if you attended and want to go back and listen to anything, or if you didn't and want to know what I'm talking about or listen to any of the speakers who you may or may not know, um, the link is in the comments. All you have to do is register and you'll have access to a full library of over 50 speakers with all sorts of conversations of different types of loss, but more importantly, different ways through it, different types of healing, different ways to cope, different ways of living in this world with so many ups and downs. And so today, what I want to talk about, while I don't know about you in your world, but so many people I know, anyone I talk to is either sick or someone in their family is sick. It feels like 2020 again, almost like everyone everywhere is dealing with some sort of illness, not COVID, but I just talked to someone earlier with pneumonia. Um, there's, there's people with the flu, all sorts of things. So sending thoughts and healing energy to everyone struggling, whether it's emotional or physical, life is hard. And just because we want to say happy new year, it's January 1st, you know, let's all put 2023 behind us and start fresh doesn't always work that way. We can't just turn a page and have our stress magically go away. I talk about that all of the time with my clients who are dealing with loss, you know, when anniversaries come. We can't magically say, I made it through the first year and now one year and one day, I'm magically okay. It doesn't work that way. And uh, many, many people deal with calendars and seasons instead of months and firsts. And so if you are still struggling, if you are still feeling exhausted, you know me, if you are someone who's listened regularly, I always say, listen to your body. And if you're new to this show or to my world, you will get used to that. I There are some things that I say frequently and I will never stop repeating myself because our body literally is our biggest, biggest map. It guides us in so many ways. It's with us everywhere we go. And 
things like headaches or stomach aches or things that you may have ignored or dismissed all your life because the world says things like push through or put your big girl and boy pants on or boys don't cry. All of these things we are conditioned to listen to that are not healthy and are completely backwards. And I'm just going to say wrong, you know, beyond unhealthy, just wrong. We ignore our body. We ignore our intuition. But some of the ways that our intuition communicates with us is through our body. So I'm just going to say, if you are struggling physically, if you're feeling drained, if you're not someone who's just like, woohoo, January 1st, let's go. That is okay. It's okay. You are where you're supposed to be. And I remember in 2020 for me, I was like, okay, Jim passed away at the end of 2017. 2018 was a blur. I took 2019 to work with Jack Canfield, one of my mentors. And 2020 came and I was like, this is the year. I am ready to return to life. It is time. I am going to start doing things again. Now it's time. And then COVID happened and said, ha ha, you think so, right? You know, and that happened to all of us in some way, shape or form. But I wasn't ready. I wanted to be. So many of us want to be at a certain point. Our minds are planners, right? We want to be at a further point than we are. Our bodies know. Our intuitions know. And we need to be taught, because we're not, to listen to that and not the BS that the world or social media or the media, whatever it is, wherever you hear it, the put your big girl and boy pants on and boys don't cry, all that stuff. It just makes it hurt more and last longer. So on that note, growing pains, which if you know you grew up in my time was a TV show, uh, can mean so many things to so many different people. It, it to me means transition going from one thing to another, which is also what grief can be, you know, dealing with that loss, that ending, but growing pains isn't necessarily an ending. It's more of an adjustment, uh, a transition, an awareness sometimes. So think about situations where kids recognize that their parents are people too, right? Kids grow up, they are no longer children. They become teenagers, start thinking for themselves, making their own decisions, and they recognize that parents aren't perfect. They recognize that their parents have flaws. They become individuals, but that process you know, for children, whatever age it happens, it's a different point for everyone. It can be college. It can be middle school. Going through that is an adjustment. That awareness, that aha, that your parents are not perfect, that pedestal you put them on, that recognition that they, they're flawed, 
they are human. You know, that awareness, that, that growing pain hurts. But when you get to the other side, when you become your own person, the freedom you feel, right? Growing up, no longer having to listen to the rules, right? Moving out, being free. It's, it's empowering. There's so much on the other side. So it can hurt while you're going through it. But when you get to the other side, there can be so much that's worth it that you don't know while you're experiencing it. Think about students becoming the teacher, children becoming the parents, right? The, the pains that we experience during situations that we can't always understand in those moments, right? And it might not be, again, we can't look in our planner and say in a few weeks, we'll know, right? We can't schedule or know as soon as we want to. It, it might take a long time, much longer than we want it to take, right? But when we get there, when we have that aha, when we figure out whatever it is that's on that other side, those moments, that empowerment, whatever that is, that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow can be so, so worth it. So if you can remember that during the struggle, it's so hard. It's it's so hard, whether you have to listen to this a hundred times or write it down or have someone in your corner who reminds you, I'm reminding you but I have people who remind me because when we're in the thick of it, it's not always easy to see it or remember it. We need people who can point it out because when it's happening to us, it's not easy to see it. We can see it when it's happening to someone else, right? We know they'll get there. We know what's on the other side for them, but when we're in the thick of it, right? So I went through some stuff, like I have been through major stuff with clients. I have worked with in my career, the at-risk populations. I've worked with at-risk teens. I've worked, I've worked in correctional facilities, you know, at locked juvenile boys facilities in Michigan. I've been in places that other people don't necessarily want to work. Uh, I have had scissors thrown at me. I remember my brother calling me at work once. I have no idea why he didn't call my cell phone. Perhaps I wasn't answering it. Uh, but my office told him that I was across the street at the hospital, right? <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Calling, you know, and hearing, oh, no, you know, they're at the hospital. Um, I've had stuff happen. I've worked with people who are going through it and I love it. It's what I choose to do, but I have had to have a panic button installed when I worked in a traditional office to not just the front desk, but directly to the police station because I'm sitting in a room with people dealing with stuff. And sometimes I've had to deliver news. 
Uh, sometimes they're just dealing with their own stuff and have their own moment. And I'm in a situation in a confined environment, right? But I went through some stuff this summer that was the hardest stuff I've been through with the client. I've I've been in rooms with clients coming off of heroin, right? I have dealt with stuff. But this summer, I think was the hardest and the growing pains, right? The getting to the other side, just seeing it now is so worth it. We don't know it when it's happening, but I had to tell myself it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I know this. I believe this. I tell it to my clients. I tell it to people who listen to my podcast and I trust the universe, right? Like I, this is what I live, breathe, do, talk, all of it, right? It's who I am. So I have to believe it and know that I'll get there too. And so when it happens and being able to look back and see it, then you can connect all the dots. Then you have all the aha moments and it falls into place and it all makes sense. Doesn't make it hurt any less. It doesn't make it fun while you're going through it again. But if you can lean on your people, the only way I get through things, and I didn't do this in my 20s. Did I do this in my 30s? I learned, I started but I didn't do this and life was harder than it had to be, right? I lean on my people. I tell myself exactly what I just said. And I also say my affirmations. I do all of the things, all of the things I talk about here. Because we have to do the work, right? It doesn't just end when we have our first aha, whenever that happens. And then we get to say, oh, look, I meditate. I do my affirmations. I write in my journal. I do my time in nature. I walk my dogs. I ride my bike. I do all of my things. And I had my aha moment. Now I get to be done. We It happens still. Life still happens. Moments still happen, bad moments, good moments, they exist together for me. For people who have been through trauma, loss, they coexist, right? So knowing what you need, knowing what to do when the growing pains happen, knowing what to do when your hiccups happen. So I've had anxiety my whole life. I need to know what to do when that happens. For you, your hiccup might be something different. Your hiccup might be stress at work, right? I have so, so many people who have monthly or bi-monthly meetings that literally cause not just that one hour or one and a half hour per meeting 
worth of stress. It is the day or day and a half before the meeting leading up to, and sometimes even the day after, right? After the meeting, venting, and the day after, depending on, on how the meeting goes. We all have our things. There's people with physical health issues, right? We all have our things. Being aware of them is data. Knowing what they are doesn't make them go away, but it makes us know what to do when they happen. And like I said, we need to know what works for us. You might not get anything out of meditating. So that being on your list is useless. But you might get something great out of Reiki. That's not on my regular list. I have people come in and provide Reiki in my groups. And I use it then. But it's not on my regular list. I have clients who have it regularly right? We have to find what works for us regularly. And we have to know what we need. I have things that I cannot go a day without. I have things that I cannot go, a, you know, more than a few days without, more than a week without, right? And then there are my go-to things when these hiccups happen in life. And I have to have them on hand written down in multiple places. Because when we're in crisis, when we're in hiccup, we can't think of them. They don't come to mind. We are thinking of other things wherever. For me, my mind goes into anxiety. For you, your mind goes wherever it goes. So I have mine in my phone written in my planner, in my car, in multiple places. Again, we get to add to these lists, right? There are more things I learn every day. And if I find a new coping skill that helps, I'm certainly going to add it to my list. So these growing pains in life, again, getting to the other side, then we get that aha and we feel more empowered and we get to like stand taller and bolder, like your shoulders are back further and you feel like I'm five one, right? I feel like five five. That might seem like a midget to you, but to me, that's like a giant, right? But you get to feel that boost. You get that confidence, that, that sense of accomplishment and that that you you made it and you got to the other side. And so there are lessons. And so again, what tools do you need while you're getting through it? They're different for each of us. It's so, so important to know what they are so it's not as difficult. I'm not saying it's ever going to be fun or easy, but it doesn't have to be as difficult, impossible, right? So if you want to send your ideas, shoot them in the comments, 
Sam at SamanthaRuth.com. I'd love to hear what works for you so we can brainstorm with each other. My dear friend, Jessica, and I always say two heads are better than one. Three are better than two, right? The more of us that share these tools together, the more ideas and resources we all have. I would love to hear your thoughts and your ideas for 2024. Are there certain guests you'd like to hear on the Be Ruthless show? Are there certain topics? What else can I do for you as we are in this new year, new time? Listen to your body. Like I said, Please don't be too hard on yourself wherever you are. It might sound ridiculous. Someone said it to me when I was in a deep point of grief. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. If you are in the middle of a snowstorm, then take advantage of it. Rest, get something done in your house that you couldn't do if you were at work, right? It it really might sound stupid, but if you're sick and you had all of these plans, then the universe wanted you resting and there are other things you can be doing that you will get more out of. Listen to your body. Don't beat yourself up. There are lessons in the growing pains. And when you get to the other side, you can look back and see, like I said, I've had scissors thrown at me. I have worked with clients who are on heroin. I've been in a locked juvenile boys facility. Like I have worked with people. I've runaways on the streets, you name it. I've kind of worked with all different people in all different places. But this summer I really went through, I think the hardest of all situations with a client. And I just kept telling myself, I'm going to understand it at some point. It's going to make sense when I get to the other side. And it really does now. And I'm honestly grateful it happened. It wasn't fun, but it did happen and need to happen, right? I don't want to use the cliches like everything happens for a reason. Like I don't want to pacify or say any of those things that those of us who have been through horrific traumas, he, none of that is fun to hear, but it did need to happen. It was necessary. And there are lessons in the growing pains and the ahas that I needed to have. And the person that I am on the other side is better, right? I can handle it. I know how strong I am. We don't like being told that we're strong, but knowing our own strength is a different victory. Thank you so much for being a part of my community and my world. Reach out and let me know what you're looking for this year. If you're struggling and need help figuring out your tools to get through the growing pains, reach out. Um, and again, the links to the library for Healing Together Through the Holidays are in the show notes. 
If you are interested in being a sponsor or speaker, I am accepting applications now. And I'm also accepting applications for Faces of Grief. There are only a few spots left for sponsors and authors. Thank you so much. Until next time, always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week. Thank you.